Cybersecurity has emerged as a top consumer protection topic in recent years. For a long time, the Federal Trade Commission has issued data security orders to companies that fail to protect consumers' private information. But now it's toughened up the orders, driven by the increasing number and severity of the breaches. Joining me with details, the director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection, Andrew Smith. Mr. Smith, good to have you on. Thank you for having me. Tell us about the growth in cyber. It seems like almost every day, every week, there is some major threat or some breach, and the numbers of people whose information is taken seems to be growing. Give us a scope sense of the problem. Businesses are are collecting an increasing amount of sensitive data from consumers. So this might be uh, collected directly by a business. For example, when you engage in, in a transaction with them, you take out a car loan from Ford Motor Credit, and they're going to collect a lot of information about you. Um, in addition, there's information that's what we call third-party collection that's being collected by companies that you don't necessarily interact with, and they might be getting that information from public records or from other companies. And then there's this newest area of data collection that we're concerned about, which is, I'll call it the Internet of Things, um, devices that are in your home, whether it's a digital voice assistant or your refrigerator or a router that's connected to your desktop computer. And they're all collecting data and transmitting data. And so So there's a tremendous amount of data that is available to people who might want to misuse it. The misuse can occur from a variety of different vectors. Uh, You know, so we're familiar with social security numbers being stolen and being used to commit identity theft, for example. Financial data is sensitive. People can use credit card numbers or bank bank account numbers to take money from our accounts. Health data, kids' data, precise geolocation data, all of these types of data can be used to harm consumers in one way or another, and that's where our focus is at the FTC. Now, the FTC has been issuing these types of orders for companies to tighten up for a while now. Give us a little bit of the history. We've been on the beat for probably about 20 years Uh, with these data security cases, you know, alleging that companies aren't doing an adequate job protecting consumers' personal data. So some of these earliest cases were against retailers like DSW Shoe Warehouse, TJ Maxx, BJ's Wholesale Club, and our allegations there were that these companies were collecting sensitive credit card and payment card information and not adequately protecting it. And it was being stolen by hackers and used to commit fraud. So those were some of our earliest cases. Another big case that we brought in that was kind of a watershed moment was 2005. And we brought an enforcement action against a company called ChoicePoint that was essentially a credit bureau. And they were selling credit reports to very, very bad people, to identity thieves that were using this information in order to commit identity theft and steal money from consumers. And so those are some examples of our earliest cases. And since then, we have brought, I believe the number is up to 70 data security cases now, uh, alleging companies in all sectors of the economy have done an inadequate job protecting sensitive data collected from consumers. What is a data security order? What do they compel companies to do when, when you find out about these things? When we allege that a company has maintained inadequate data security, we bring a law enforcement action against them. And whether through litigation or through settlement, 
we obtain an injunction against the company that requires them going forward to maintain adequate data security. So these orders generally require that companies not make any misrepresentations about the security that they provide to consumer data, so that's sort of first and foremost, but then more basically that they establish and maintain a comprehensive information security program and that they obtain third-party audits of that program every other year for 20 years. Until fairly recently, those programs were, I would call them process-based, where we would say, Things like uh, you need to assess the risks to data in your organization and you need to develop a reasonable plan to address those risks. Um, and, and more recently, um, we've begun a, a process of, of making those orders you know, somewhat more specific for companies. We're speaking with Andrew Smith. He's director of the Bureau of Consumer Protection at the Federal Trade Commission. And you blogged recently that there were three major changes to these orders. Tell us about the changes and what they what they do. We've recently made a couple of changes to our standard data security orders. We made these changes first in response to a June 2018 uh, court decision that held that our orders may not be specific enough to be enforceable, which is something that we're concerned about. Um, Then subsequently, we held a workshop in December of 2018 where we addressed data security issues and we asked lots of questions about how our orders might be improved. So in response to that uh, court decision and the 2018, the December 2018 workshop, we've made three primary changes to our orders. The first is that the orders, the data security orders, are more company specific. Um, so rather than requiring simply that a company implement a reasonable information security plan, we have more specifics in the order based on what the company, but based on what we allege the company failed to do in the first instance. So for example, our orders now might include uh, annual employee training requirements, might include implementation of adequate access controls, uh, implementation of monitoring systems for data security incidents, patch management systems, encryption, and a variety of other more specific requirements. Less boilerplate. More bespoke, right, for for each company. And in response to the facts as we saw them on the ground in our law enforcement investigation. So these new requirements, um, one, they make our expectations clearer to the companies that are under order. And two, we believe that they will make our orders ultimately more easily enforced if we need to go back in if it, and, and bring a, a follow-on enforcement action against the company. And the other changes? So two other things that we've done in these orders. Uh, first is we've increased third-party, the, the, assess, the, the accountability of these third-party assessors. So a third-party assessor can't just take a company's word for it when they go in to perform their audit. They can't just interview management of the company and write a report based on that. They actually need to dig in um, to the data. They need to conduct 
uh, independent samples of transactions. They need to interview multiple employees at all levels of the of the organization. They need to review the actual documents, and then in their report, they need to show us what the support is for each of their individual conclusions. Um, in addition, auditors have to retain their work papers and make them available to us when we ask for them. Um, the third thing that we have done in our new orders is to make data security, bring data security to the attention of the board and the C-suite. So we require now in our orders that there be an annual presentation on the, inf on the written information security program to the board or to a similar governing body of the company, and that senior officers of the company have to now provide annual certifications of compliance to the FTC. That means they have to sign their name to a certification that says we are in compliance with the order. Um, so all of those things we believe make our orders stronger. They, we think that they make our orders more enforceable and we think that they provide greater clarity to the companies that need to abide by these orders. And if you would, just tell us about the I Dress Up case because that involves children's data and that's something that always gets people's hackles up. Sure. Well, the iDressUp case is uh, brought under the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. And in that case, uh, we alleged that the um, – and, and Children's Online Privacy Protection Act requires companies to obtain verifiable parental consent before they collect data from kids, um, and also that if they do collect data from kids, that they keep that data safe. And we allege in the iDressUp case that iDressUp did neither, neither obtained the verifiable parental consent or, uh, or maintained adequate data security. So going forward with respect to iDressUp, um, we have imposed these kinds of new uh, specific requirements um, on, on iDressUp with respect to the uh, maintaining adequate security of kids' data. Andrew Smith is director of the Bureau of Consumer Protection at the Federal Trade Commission. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.